Joshua chapter 3 and verse 3, because as we said last night at the last hour, you know, now what? What's, what's the next thing? Well, the next thing is still what we, what we talked about last night. It's still the same thing, and I, I want to reemphasize that here because I feel really strongly about it. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 3. Uh, we're just going to read the one verse. And it, this, is, this is obviously the scene of the crossing of the Jordan River when they're about to go into the Promised Land. And uh, this particular detail here. And they commanded the people, they meaning the officers of under Joshua, they're about to you know, mobilize themselves to, to go over. They, the officers, commanded the people, saying, When ye see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. And I just want to focus on, on that phrase, go after it. Go after it. When you see the ark moving, it's time for you to get up and go after it. The ark obviously is has been a representation, a symbol of God himself. It's where God dwells. It's where God has chosen to manifest his presence. And so we can understand that the ark is, is symbolic of God. And so when you see God moving, go after it. Go after it. There is, a, there is just implied in the, in the sense of this language here of urgency and don't wait around. Pick up and go. When you see it moving, you go. Go after it. And I believe that is what we need to do as well. This is not a time for us to lounge, as it were, um, and just put up our feet and you know, enjoy the spoils of the, the afterglow of, yes, we did it. Congratulations to us. No, I believe that the Lord was moving. I believe that, actually. I may have doubted it in the first few hours, but there was a, a very clear time where things turned. Now, the Lord was with us all throughout, uh, but I just feel like there was a time when, when, when God, if I can say it this way, broke through. He broke through. He broke through. And it took time for that to happen. But finally, as we were, I guess, prepared enough in heart, or God broke through. And it was, naturally speaking, that was when we got our second wind, if you want to put it that way. But that was when we were, um, we had the the energy and the the liveliness physically and spiritually to just keep going pretty much forever. Like we, God, God broke through. And so when, when we know that God is moving, like we see here, and I know I'm spiritualizing the, the, this language just a little bit, but when we see God is moving, we need to go after him. And now that's going to be, applied differently for you all, wherever you are, 
in your own context. But for those that were understand what I'm saying and maybe were there and would would appreciate this, there is there is a next step. There is where we need to follow the Lord. We need to go after go after God. And Psalm 63 verse 8 has sim- similar language. Psalm 63 verse 8 says, My soul followeth hard after thee. There's this idea of our soul not just following the Lord, which we certainly can understand, and which we would say we're, we're trying to do, we're following God. But it just doesn't say that. It says, My soul followeth hard after thee. And I didn't take the time to, to look up the actual, the, the root words, but I'm sure that maybe there's a double doubling of words there as well. Like we talked about my, I waited patiently for the Lord, waiting, waiting, in waiting, I waited. Um, maybe here there's a doubling of words, I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me. My soul following hard after the Lord, certainly in James when Elijah talks about him praying earnestly. It means he prayed in his prayer. It's a doubling of, it's a strength of expression, basically. And so it's not just following. So, you know, we're just sort of following, almost meandering. No, it, we're following hard after God. I, I believe that is what needs to happen. I, I do. I believe that there needs to be, there needs to be on our part, a, a, a diligence in following after God. We can't just we can't just coast. We, we can't just give God our usual five minutes and then and keep going that way and sort of drip feed our 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 Christian life. We need to follow hard after Him. Can you see the imagery there? Can you can you feel the imagery there of just aggressively running after God. I know you can. Second uh, Samuel five. This is just another passage to import the same idea. Just keep from different angles. Second Samuel chapter five verse twenty four. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. Another way of saying the same thing. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And I, I believe we have. I believe we've heard the sound of a going of a going of God in the tops of the mulberry trees. It's like you can hear it, you sensed it. There was you knew. It's undeniable. We don't have to debate that anymore. When you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, what, what are we to do? Just be like, well, that's nice. <laughs> no. The command is, when you see the ark going, go after it. When you hear the sounds of the tops of the mulberry trees, bestir yourself. Like, get going. <laughs> I know that sounds very man-centered. It's not meant to be. Because it starts with God. Everything starts with God. God is the one going forward. You're not the one, you know, paving your own way. You're not the one saying, we're going to do this and and God is going to get in line with our agenda. No. When you see God going, you go. You're following Him. 
When you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, bestir yourself. There is, that needs to happen. You know, we, we, I think we believe this, that there is a responsibility. There is a responding that needs to happen on our side. When, when the Lord is moving, even in a service, let's say, when there is conviction forming, or the Lord impresses things upon you. We, we've heard this in many de- devotionals. It is up to us to respond, isn't it? For us to keep suppressing that and say, well, I don't, I'm not sure what that is. You know, it was just a momentary emotion or whatever. And you just keep dismissing and dismissing and dismissing. That's not good. When the Lord is impressing people, certainly, on your heart to pray for or to reach out to or things that that need to be done when you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry tree it's then it's up to you to bestir yourself you you must stir up yourself you must get up from your place in the words of Joshua 3 and go after it you're not supposed to just sit there. You're supposed to get up and go after it. My soul followeth hard after thee. And then we'll just finish with that passage in Hosea chapter 6, verse 3 that we finished with last night. Same idea. And this is, this is the next thing. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. We're going to know something if we follow on to know the Lord. We're following on in knowledge of God, not head knowledge, knowing God, knowing God. This was whole, the whole thing with, with Tozer's book. You can't see it. The pursuit of God. Pursuit of God. This was his whole thing in there. We're not just pursuing something about God. We're pursuing God himself. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. That's language of knowing God. His going forth is prepared as the morning. He shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain upon the earth. As I said yesterday, that's the language of revival. He he will reign upon us in such abundance. It's going to be the latter and the former rain on the earth. Like It's going to be... Those are the two ends. It's going to be that and everything in between. That is revival. But there is a, if I can say it this way, there's a responsibility. We must follow on to know the Lord. We must. We must. And there is a a very practical side to this. That means that Early in the morning or late at night, whatever your pattern is, we we have to give God time. We have to be followed. What does it mean to follow on to know the Lord? At the very minimum, it means you give God time. You give God time in His Word and meditate on it. Don't just read it to to say, "Yeah, I've I've read copious amounts of Scripture and and I, I I've done it." No, read it and let it sink in and let Him speak to you and. And chew on it, meditate, chew, think about it, let it get into your whole system, 
and the Lord will enliven you. The word of God is quick. It's alive and powerful. You do that. You do that enough. You give enough time for the word of God to to get into your whole system. It will bring you life. It will enliven your your spiritual life, your your walk. So you have to give yourself enough time. Practical. So this is practical. You have to give yourself time. Read the word and then engage with God in prayer. Just wrestle and engage with him in prayer. Use the word. Wrestle him. Engage with him in prayer. Privately, that's where it starts. In the closet. But absolutely, when you are in your churches, don't wait for someone else. You engage. Bestir yourself. That's the problem that we all face, isn't it? We're able to know these things personally. But when it comes time for us to step up, when 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 we're needed, like uh, in a in a corporate uh, prayer meeting, I don't know why it is. Sometimes we feel like, well, we don't want to put ourselves out all the time. Like you know, we're not trying to make it all about us. We want to give other people a chance, and <clears throat> that's sometimes the way I think. But or even in this prayer call, or um, certainly during the twenty-four hour time, there were there were times during the twenty-four hours that I didn't want to pray because I didn't want it just. To, I didn't always want to be, and I suppose there's a sense where that that could be okay. Like we don't always want to be like the same people all the time. I, I I do understand that, but but certainly there is also a sense where if if something is if there is a need. So for example, in your own church prayer meeting, if you feel like there's a, a if I can say it this way, there's a lull and things are things are starting to cool down a bit, bestir yourself and get in there and pray to God. Pray to God. And you might not even feel uh, ready to, like in the sense of, I don't feel anything either, but you just bestir yourself and go after it. <laughs> if I can borrow the, the two passages. Follow on to know the Lord former and latter rain. And that last verse that Andrew Simpson brought on the 23rd hour, continue in prayer, Colossians 4.2. Continue in prayer. That is it. Continue in prayer. If you saw that video that I produced about a week ago now, where I had the clip of Dr. Ian Paisley, and, and when they had their 36-hour prayer meeting, you know, he, he made mention of the very you know, realistic phenomenon that throughout that period there were ebbs and flows in the tide. The tide ebbed and flowed. And that means that there were some times where it was it felt very dead. But he said, we continued in prayer. There's going to be times when you just don't feel like doing it or whatever. Personally and in the church, you continue in prayer. You continue. So that's the that's the next thing. The next thing is just what we've always been doing, really. But when you see the Ark of the, the Covenant of the Lord moving, you pick up from your place, get up, and go after it. When you hear the sound of the tops, of the going of the tops of the mulberry trees, bestir yourself. Follow hard after the Lord. Follow on to know the Lord. 
and continue in prayer. God bless you.